Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My talkers, happy Monday and a snowy one at that. Winter, maybe Christmas is around the corner, but hey, that's all right. Lori is back from vacation and Holly pulling double duty hanging out with us today. So we've got some, got an interesting crowd Holly today. Holly is the butterscotch lifesaver of the day. That's, right. <laughs> that's my favorite lifesaver. I'm the Werther's original that's of right. my talk programming. Yeah, Julia calls me this morning and I'm like, who is this? You're not, it says Julia, but is this like her husband? She had the deepest, Ugh. craggiest, froggiest voice. She said, well, like the kid. you know, I, I think I can come in. I'm like, no. nobody wants to hear that. And plus, we don't want you getting people sick. Uh-uh. You, you sound like that. You stay away. It seems it, it'll, it'll take yeah. care of itself. But no one was around, you know, and, and then also some people don't want to drive. Uh, you know, we, this is our first occurrence with slickery weather. Mm-hmm. Look, I left home this morning and my husband was in a Zoom meeting working from home. And I was like, okay, Lucky. bye. I got to scrape my car off and get my gas right. and make oh, my way in. Um, all right. Well, let's see. I mean, my weekend claim to fame is obviously I had to come home from vacation. And oh, so the, oh, the, I know okay. it. Right, right, right. So no, no one's going to play a violin uh, for me, but Grant, what was uh, your oh, weekend claim to fame? Because a lot of stuff happened this weekend. A lot weekend. of stuff happened this weekend, and all th- I had three fun things that happened. One, I went to Wakanda Forever on Saturday and absolutely loved the movie. There is nothing but dedication to Chadwick Boseman throughout the entire thing at points and times. And I have to say this. This is... It felt honestly like not only was it a funeral for Prince T'Challa or King T'Challa, mm-hmm. it felt like they were giving the viewers like this personal private burial for Chadwick Boseman. Wow. It was unbelievable. And I, I'll say this one thing, like Marvel, when they usually do the the Marvel animation that comes in right as it comes in, it'll play their typical theme and it'll have all the different characters that are yeah. in all their movies. This was all Chadwick Boseman's faces and it was silent. Oh wow! Anytime mm-hmm. Chadwick Boseman was on the screen or mentioned or mm-hmm. brought up, it was silent. And did it make sense how they explained the, the story, how they did it? They did. Yeah, they did. Just they did a nice little brush over because it made sense enough. People are complaining today a little bit that they didn't give enough, but they did enough because they couldn't really. He was Black Panther and how could he die? So they just kind of 
Yeah, they gave yeah. us enough to give us okay. something. Yes. So you really liked it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And I'm going to go see it again. I can't wait. It okay, was fantastic. Good. So, And I want to give uh, Katie and Murphy a shout out. They they ran into me at the movie theater, said hi, and they were very nice. It was good. a mom and daughter. And then, uh, cool. yeah, and then I went to Dave Matthews concert last night. Oh, my God. Grant, you're just, you're beating both <laughs> Holly and I to shame uh-huh. with your weekend. Go ahead, yeah, Katie. and that was an amazing show. Dave, Tim Reynolds was there. I mean, it was just it was a beautiful show. He puts on a great show still to this day. And I ran into another listener there, Rachel, who wanted me to give. She she got her booster with you back in the day, and she wanted me to give you her best. At Canterbury and, at the big when they did the big roundup clinics. Remember at the beginning yes. of all of this, yeah, when you'd have to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah. yeah, it was a fun weekend filled with uh, some great my talk listeners from me, which I don't get to like get to see them out in the public very often. So that was kind of a fun recognition. And, and then, then how about that Vikings? How about them Vikings? Oh, uh, so. I didn't watch it, but I saw everyone freaking out. Oh, yeah. Please fill me in. I'll let Grant do that. Because Casey, of course, you know, he was like, even though we usually come home on Sunday, Mm -hmm. I think he was like secretly happy to be home for the game and not flying, even though he doesn't, you know, the Vikings break his heart over and over but I think- this year this team has something in them where there is a comeback there's always a comeback behind them and yeah. they did it again they were down 17 points came back in the fourth quarter at the end of the game we were fourth and goal to win it we got stuffed at the goal line we thought the game was over with 40 seconds left they have the ball on the goal line to kneel it out they fumble the ball oh. we recover it in the end zone score a touchdown to take the lead my heart rate at that point in time, because I had my Apple Watch yeah. on, was 141. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah, people, oh. there was jokes all over town. People were saying, like, there's heart attacks getting checked in all over. But You know what? Usually those games don't go the way of the Vikings, so it's so nice that they get a roll this way and this have year, a miraculous win. Because, for once. For once. Yeah, oh. well, this year, five Six of their eight wins have been come from behind wins. And last year we were losing seven or eight games by one score. This year we're winning them all. There is something about this team. There's a fight, a drive that is just undeniable. Every time I see that coach, I... I'll go, Casey, who's that cute guy again? He goes, it's that Viking coach. Yeah, Kevin (laughs) O'Connell. He's very good looking. 34 years old, young man, got three kids, good looking dude. He's a a man of the players. Like He embraces them for who they are and doesn't have that old school, tough-nosed coaching style that doesn't Mm -hmm. really work in the NFL, but this team is fun. They had every fan on their edge of their seat and... Dave Matthews at during the you know concert. Hey, how about that Vikings game? Oh, and then people okay. went nuts. And oh. was the game here? The game was in Buffalo, which makes it even better. That's the number one team. We beat them at home in their oh, stadium. The number one team. Yeah. Okay, all right. We the Vikings. Are you saying traditionally do that, or it just was like that much sweeter That's yesterday? That's sweeter because we di- we normally don't go on the road and win those type of games. And we went into one of the hardest stadiums, Buffalo, to win. And we went in there and and. Shocked him. We yeah. really shocked him. And but the sad thing today, and I know a lot of fans will notice this, that instead of it being, hey, the Vikings had an amazing win. Yeah. Everywhere the talk, all the announcers are saying, well, how could the Bills lose? Oh, and that's rude. the problem. Like right. we need some recognition here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's my sports talk for the for the day. <laughs> well, I, I've got a, a claim to fame for people to look forward to all week long. So the um, snow. Pink Ooh. is coming to town. She's going to be at the Target Field. 
Did right. you taste test her new song? I love this song. Mm-hmm. Love her new song, Never Not Gonna Dance Again. Yeah. So we have tickets all week, <gasps> and the show is when? August 10th? Yes. Oh my gosh, so fun. Target Field. Target Field. Thursday outside, night. Yeah. Thursday night. And when you hear this song, right now, Seventh caller will win, but yes. you can't dial till you hear, hear that, that song. song. So and that is a great new song, Never Not Gonna Dance Again. Very. So mm-hmm. listen for us to play that in the middle of a segment or the end of a segment or something like that. And that is your signal to call. And the seventh caller will win. So at some point in time today. Do we know who's opening for Pink on August 10th? Who? It's Pet Benatar. Oh, oh, it is? That would be great. Wow. That's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard Brandy is going on the road with her Brandy Carlisle. Some dates Some have Brandy dates. Carlisle. I think the, I looked at the little icon yeah. next to our date, and it was a Pat Benatar date. I'll Fine. take that. But it's one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Pat Benatar just inducted it, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She's amazing. A headliner in her own right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I want to get tickets to go to this. Oh. We got to tell uh, the... You know, B. Arthur, not to do the damn cat video festival on August 10th. That's so funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Good call. Good call. Yeah, people are going to be busy. Don't make us choose between that. Yep. Go, go back to Tuesday night. So anyway, that we've got those tickets today and for the whole of the week. And do you know when the tickets go on sale? Um, I don't, Must but I'll find out here Saturday second. or something. I believe so. uh, Friday That's so or Saturday. exciting. And Julia's out today because she sounds like... Um, I don't know. Did Herman Munster have a low? Cra- he sounds like she sounds like Froggy from Little Rascals. Yeah, that's what like, like that. I, I'm like, she goes, I let you do it, and I go, well, no, no, no one wants no. to hear that. No one wants to get sick. Thank yes, you. By the way, yes. she, she doesn't have COVID, but no, but just a bad, bad cold. Yeah, but rest well. Yeah, you know. Tickets go on sale for this on Monday, November 21st at 10 a.m. So, so a week from today. week from today. So we've got the first in. Nice. Yes. That's super great. So again, just remember, you have to hear the song. We're not going to call for it. Once you hear Pink's new song, Seven not gonna, never not going to dance again, mm-hmm. we will then take callers for the tickets. Seventh caller. Seventh caller. Okay, yep. very good. All right, listen, we come back. Um, as always, as usual, going on a beach vacation means that I did some reading from a lawn chair, a beach chair, if you will. So I've got uh, some, I read seven great, interesting books, and I've got the book report for you when we come back. All right, everybody. So I can't look at any of my photos from just a week ago because they... It's really bittersweet today because I think it was kind of <laughs> nice when I was gone or okay. And it was fine. It was it, fine. It, I got a little warm on yeah. my daily walk last week. Yeah. And then now, now I this. didn't even decide to take one today because I didn't right. want to fall on my butt. Yeah, this is just like uh, blah, blah, blah. But I did uh, have a wonderful vacation with family and I did read seven books yes the book report the book report Mm -hmm. okay and uh, grant has posted a link so don't worry if you're not catching the names or whatever of of what i'm saying so um and i want to thank um uh chapter two books um um sue sent me some advanced reader arcs i think they're called advanced Mm -hmm. reader copies so these are books that uh i that came out like this summer um most of them and uh, so Anyway, they're all available. But the first book I'm going to tell you about is, this was a wild story. It's called The Hop. The Hop, a novel, and it's by Diana Clark. And she's a New Zealander, a Kiwi, if you will. <laughs> Roxanne Gay was her advisor 
when she got her MFA oh. from Purdue University. Uh-huh. She's great. And she wrote a book called Thin Girls that people might know. But this book, The Hop, tells the story of how a poor girl coming of age in rural New Zealand grows up to be a sex icon, the face of a movement, and a mother all at the same time. And I would, you know, put this in a, you know, it, it's a feminist novel with a powerful message because she she does, and when I say she becomes a sex icon, she's a, she's a sex worker at a place called The Hop, which is a legal brothel in Nevada. Kind of like The Bunny Ranch. The Bunny Ranch, exactly. And um, anyway, but it is really interesting how the story is told from a few different people's perspective. It's also a very interesting in light of the fact of if you really think about it, and I guess I'd never really thought about it, but you know, in America, like in the U S there might be 20 legal brothels, but it's estimated that there are three to 5 million sex workers. Mm -hmm. So people who do choose that work or want to do that work, or that's what their calling is, however you want to call it. They don't have a lot of safety, anything around it. Oh, yeah. There's not really a regulatory That's uh, right. governance so over that. So it's a really interesting uh, story to read, and it's so well done. Is and this set in modern yes, times? Yes, it's right in I'm modern times. I'm flipping through it, and it, like the way that it's laid out with the different narrators, it reminds me of looking through As I Lay Dying by William Faulkner. Yeah. Just like the different perspectives, the different, the different characters. characters. Oh. Yeah, so I I really enjoyed it. And Diana, she lives in Salt Lake City. This is her second book, but she's. Um, I just thought it was a very uh, effective piece of fiction that also like really made me think in a whole another way. And I gotta say, it's kind of a sexy book too. Mm. You know, because I mean, that, that's a bonus. Yeah, that's a bonus. And uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever read anything quite this frank. And I would consider it also a coming of age story. Great. So, OK, so the that hop. is the hop. Now, I'd never read. Uh, Julie and I are a fan of like, um, you know, William Kent Kruger, the Cork O'Connor series, um, you know, Lieutenant Stride, Brian Freeman. I had never read this author, Linda Castillo. She's um, she's a mystery thriller writer, and she is a character, a chief of police called Kate Burkholder. And Kate, this might be like the, I don't know, the 14th novel in a it Kate is. Burkholder. Yeah. And she grew up Amish. Oh, and the it, author grew up Amish. Well, or, no, the, the, or the, Kate, character. the character. Oh, Kate. And so it's uh, it's a story this like like 10 years earlier, this uh, beloved Amish bishop disappeared without a trace. And then a skeletal remains showing evidence of foul play are unearthed. And then the the appearance becomes more sinister. And um, the I think they're called the town elders go to Painter's Mill 
Ohio. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yo, to ask Kate, whom they know, knows the Amish community, if off the record, because she doesn't have jurisdiction in Pennsylvania, if she can solve the crime. Ooh. It's very, very good. If you love your mystery suspense, again, interesting, the whole Amish thing I didn't know. And then I was like, oh, I've got a, a new um, series to check out Kate Burkholder because I really liked her character. And this character was the subject of a Lifetime original movie about a decade ago called An Amish Murder. And Kate was played by Nev Campbell. Ah, wow. So I wonder why they didn't do more because they've got a whole bunch of them. Well, just waiting to be developed, waiting for lifetime to call. Yeah. And someone doesn't want Kate asking questions. Of course not. Yeah, of course course not. And uh, but anyway, uh, it was really um, it was I I enjoyed uh, the hidden one very much. So and, and I like having a new. Um, a new character. New character yeah. to follow, yeah. Okay, now this one, Holly, you will maybe relate to this one. This is called The Work Wife, and this came out in July. It's by Allison B. Hart. And it's about this gal named Zane Klein. She never planned to be a personal assistant to Hollywood royalty, Ted and Holly Stabler. But decade in, at age 38, that's exactly how she spends her days, earning... Uh. Six figures um, to make sure the movie mogul and this family have everything that they could ever ask for and dream or more. And I'm dying laughing at some of, like, you know about being a personal assistant. Yes. In Hollywood. Yes. You become, like, the work wife. Sure, to you know, everything might have faked being a spouse once or twice to get things moving. That's right. <laughs> maybe. maybe have to do. I mean, it over, was, the, over the phone, you got to get things done. There's look. no ordinary day, and no. so it's kind of um, it's a fiction, but it's contemporary. I would also put it in the LGBT queer adult category because of Zane's character and just the sex positive message but she has to decide if the sacrifices she makes for the job are worth the moral price she has to pay and it was just deliciously Ooh. uh gossipy and dumois-y into it into and it and that was called the work wife and then i've just got uh a couple more books actually i've got like four more books to tell you about when we come back the book report continues yes. Welcome back.
there you go. Seventh caller. The phones better be lighting up. 651-641-1071. We didn't mean to play that right now. Nope, it came in in a bumper, but hey, you know what? It works perfect. All right. Well, the seventh caller is going to see Pink. uh, Next August 10th. Uh, You're going to be lucky, lucky. We'll do it again tomorrow, but not in the first hour. No. Since we did it right now. Okay. So getting back to uh, the book report the book from report. Porta Yes. So this was, um, this author is going to be on our show at the end of the month. Oh, and fun. this was kind of a juicy, uh, fun beach read. Uh, it's called The Widow. And it's a mystery, thriller, political Set in contemporary times. So like anything else? <laughs> yeah. She, Kara Rauda wrote this book called The Next Wife, which a lot of people read. And so this book is called The Widow. And uh, Jody Asher and her husband, Martin, are like political icons. He's been a congressman from the same district in Ohio for like 35 years. He has secrets. She has no limit uh, limits. And every chapter begins with insider tips for being a Congress uh, a person's spouse or Senate. You know, what all the little... Oh, the protocols privi- the and protocol the decorum. And, and yeah. all the perks and privileges. It's really kind of interesting. Huh. And I happen to read this book. Are, on- they, are they fact-based per- perks? Yes, I think so. Well, it'll be one of the things that we ask her. But, like, yes, uh, about, like... Um, you know, to take the elevator in the uh, the Capitol where they vote only only the congressperson or senator can ride in it. You oh, know, so the spouse has to take the back door. But yet there are all <laughs> these other things and what to do. And so that was really Ooh, kind intriguing. of an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. And but um, it's it's like he suddenly dies the congressperson and it kind of what will the wife what will the staffers what will everyone do to try and get that power because there is power in being an elected official and so so perhaps she's going to be running for office exactly Mm -hmm. and so it was just so interesting reading this i was reading not on election day i was kind of glad that i was out of town because i wasn't sure what was going on and and then I was just so happy that the Gen Zers, who were probably raised by either Gen Xers or Gen Joe, whatever, but they saved our country's uh, A-double-S-S or whatever you want to call it by <laughs> uh, voting, um, being the biggest age group out there to vote. Yeah. Really amazing, mm-hmm. really amazing. And uh, so it was an interesting book to read this because as the balance of power shifts, even in a relationship, it just... Was Political in- intrigue on an intimate level. It kind of, it really was. And so uh, Kara is going to be on our show on the 29th. And so we'll ask her. But to me, all these little in these tips um, from staffers or Congress people for spouses and stuff was really an interesting setup for each chapter. Absolutely. Okay. So then um, this book, oh my gosh, this book, this is for fans of like, you know, Mary Higgins Clark, you really love your mystery suspense. It's called The Disinvited uh, Guest. This came out also this summer by Carol Goodman. And it comes a group of friends. So uh, it's like two years after COVID and another pandemic has hit. Oh. And some people have gotten super prepared but what happens is that this uh, group of friends go to this, this island 
in Maine, off of the coast of Maine. And the one guy is super prepared, but there's all this... I would almost say this is a suspense gothic because this is an island where in uh, in like the 1800s when the potato famine was happening in Ireland and they would just, the tenant farmers were just getting rid of their tenants and putting them on boats and a lot of them were crashing on these little islands. So there is some historical thing about all these little remote islands that became like hospitals and Anyway, but Ooh. people start disappearing. So in that way, oh, it's no. like Agatha Christie. Yeah. So people start disappearing on this the, island, on the island where they escaped where they, this pandemic, oh. and now no one can help them. But it was a real page oh, turner. Is it? Does it hit too? Is it? Is it a too soon book? No, because the invited guest. It, it, the pandemic is quickly left behind in the sense that when mysterious, suspenseful. It is just we're you know it is simply the catalyst for these folks to get to the island. Okay, like the island has a dark history that's coming down on everybody. Oh no, are there ghosts involved? Yes, yes, yes. Is the island haunted by the dead? You know, Um, so I I enjoyed it. and I enjoyed finding Carol is uh, Goodman is a prolific writer and she writes these kinds of books. So I was happy to have a new author, and that's called The Disinvited Guest. Thank you. Yes. Looking forward to that scary frightful Okay, now my, my serious book that I read, if you will, by a name author is I read Louise Erdich, The Sentence, which this book uh, was actually published last November. Um, and... Um, it's a, I'll read the little set. A small independent bookstore in Minneapolis is haunted from November 2019 to November 2020 by the store's most annoying customer, Flora, who dies on All Souls Saints or All Souls Day. And of course, Louise owns the Birch Bark Bookstore. That's right. And, now and I'm remembering this, this book, book when it came yeah. out last year. And she simply won't leave the store. And Tookie, who's landed a job selling books after years of incarceration, that she survived by reading everything she could get her hand on, must solve the mystery of this haunting. While at the same time, trying to understand all that occurs in Minneapolis during the year of 2020 George Mm. Floyd all the you know furious reckoning the whole isolation everybody's grief and astonishment yeah and she's you know if you've ever read any Louise Erdich she's and just you have to go back and like what did I just read after read this sentence it's so beautiful this is your literary fiction yes book selection from your book report (laughs) but this book also has you know a magical realism to it that I don't know that Louise um you know I don't know that she's ever written about that I know she's a very she always writes very profound Mm -hmm. and emotional um you know books but i feel like this was uh i don't think we've ever had a like a ghost ghost story from and this her. and this is a ghost ghost story it the is. sentence it is the yeah. sentence it is and uh what do we owe to the living what do we owe to the dead what do we owe to the reader what do we owe to the book i will admit at the beginning of reading the sentence i felt like it was the sentence reading the sentence <laughs> because it just took me a minute oh yeah to get into the 
the setup of the story. You have to absorb the rhythm. And and if you're on vacation and not expecting to encounter some serious literary fiction, you got to shift your mindset. And but then I ended up, you know, reading it in a day and I was just like, oh, that was so good. Yeah. You know, it was so good. It was just so rich and wonderful. And then the last book I won't spend a lot of time on because we're having the author on this Wednesday. But Dinah Jeffries, who is, um, I would call it a historical uh, fiction almost, but uh, it's called The Hidden Palace, and it's a World War II story. And I guess the only thing historical that's in it that is, is true, the story is completely, you know, made up. This woman and, you know, runs away from um, her family because she can't, she feels like she will, because her father is German, that she's at risk to be picked up by the Nazis. Or So she flees back to England where her mom lives, and her sister is, in the meantime, fled to Malta. Mm. And it was really interesting, the history of Malta um, in World War II, because it's this island 100 miles off of Italy, like 100 miles from Africa. So you're like, it's... It, it's always, it's a British Commonwealth. Donnie Love was born in Malta. That's right. And what? Yeah, and if you ever get a chance on a cruise or ever a chance to go to Malta, when you sail into Valletta, you think you're sailing into a movie set because of the turrets, everything, the ramparts, the limestone that it's made out of. It's this beautiful, look at any photos of uh, Valletta, the Knights of Valletta or the Knights of something. Anyway, it's a cool island. So the Hidden Palace is all basically takes place in Malta in World War II with uh, France and and um, England as a backdrop. And it's just a wildly romantic um, a rift over generations, lie, betrayal. Oh, lots of melodrama in beautiful settings. Yes, but it's after the brutality of the war, and it's also during the war and how bombed Malta was, and just like what an interesting uh, setting that that is. And I get to the back of the book, and Dino's like, I wrote this book during COVID, and I never got to go to Malta, but it's so well-researched. And if you even just look at any photos of Malta, you'll see why you would just be... Oh, it's very romantic. Very Extremely. romantic. This is where Brad and Angelina uh, filmed that movie oh, that yes. tore them apart. Oh, And Troy was filmed in Malta. It's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. And um, yeah, I went there once on a cruise oh. for a day. Oh. Anyway, the Hidden Palace. So we're going to talk to Dina, but I really enjoyed... Oh, just uh, was, a few days. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, just a couple of days. So Great. that's it. All right, listen, we come back. Bruce Springsteen fans, you're not going to want to miss this news because you might not be in the know about this when we come back. Bruce! I was, I was, I've been, I've been so excited about this. Oh. Only the, the strong survive since uh, we've been salivating about this since September when Bruce began promoting the album by posting little teaser videos. And this is his cover album of all these R&B classics from Stax and Motown. And that was the first little nugget that I've heard from this album. It wasn't that good. That was very good. It's Holly, it is I listened to the whole album. It is pure magic. I oh. don't know if Bruce is just, you know, I heard him on Howard Stern if it was just the fact that, because we 
he did the Seeger sessions, you know. Yes. Okay, but different he, vibe than that. Yeah, <laughs> but he, this is a pure cover album. This is the, these are songs that he loves. I mean, he covers only the strong survive. Don't play that song, which Benny King had a hit with, but then Aretha blew up with. Don't mm-hmm. play that song. Um, uh, hey, Western Union man, uh, Soul Days, Do I Love You? Indeed I Do. I mean, there are um, 15 tracks, and the critics are going crazy oh, lovely. for this album, but it is just so, so, so good. And it also makes you think about how much rhythm and blues, quote-unquote, how much that is the basis of rock and roll anyway. Um, it's just like when you hear these songs and then you realize, mm-hmm. okay, you know, like uh, the Commodore's Night Shift. He covers that song. That's a Commodore's hit after Lionel Richie oh. leaves. And But Bruce was just like, I always really thought that was just such a great song. Maybe Grant, I don't know. Let's 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 have let's impress Holly with another. Oh yes, please! Ooh. I await to be impressed. Which one should we grab? Bruce let's grab. Um, don't play that song. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we okay. Gotcha. We love that yep. one. Yep. Um, but anyway, Bruce is doing. Listen to this, you guys. He is doing. Going to be on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. I know Fallon, but whatever. <laughs> um, tonight, tomorrow night. And Thursday night. Oh, so he has a mini residency. He has a mini residency, and they're taping stuff. And I guess why I get why he's doing it with Fallon because Fallon can jam with them. Yes, Yes. he can do schoolyard instruments. Yep, that's what I'm hoping. Uh But they're taping in these three days something that's going to be an NBC special on Thanksgiving. Uh Well, that's great. So if you don't want to wait up or watch YouTube, you can watch. But this would be perfect. Thanksgiving entertainment. I know it. So set your DVR if you have them or just know that Bruce is on the Fallon show for the next three nights. So pretty much Fallon will be winning in the ratings. Yes. Okay. And well, here's our song. Don't play that song. Mm-hmm. Bruce. Really good, right? Oh, this is great. I'm telling you, if you've got, you know, people who, you know, still want to buy, you know, CD or download, however you want it, this, every song is great. For the holidays. For the holidays. Mm -hmm. And then some of the songs he sings, I I never knew what the name of the song was, but I was familiar with the song. Yeah. Like, like what? Like, West, hey, Western Union Man, you know, I don't think I ever knew, or uh, no, Sold, Do I Love You, Indeed I Do. I always thought that song was just called Indeed I Do. Yeah, so he's going deep he's bringing some knowledge and you're gonna learn a little something i wish it would rain that's a temptation yes yes oh this sounds so fun yeah so it really is so the album is called only the strong survive and um the critics are loving it this one is do i do i love you indeed i do it's so good right it's just fun i want to listen to that live I want to go and see Bruce Springsteen, and I want him to play stuff like that. Yeah, oh, yeah. well, I think yeah. he will. I know, but I can't. I mean, oh, the dynamic ticket pricing oh, for the yeah. boss. Oh. Uh, Holly, I know. Listen, Ugh. I got tickets. Oh, I got tickets. Ooh, well, just... you know what? I got kind of lucky. I, I, I feel lucky at $600 a ticket. I know that sounds <gasps> ridiculous. I know it. <gasps> I know it. Ugh. I know it. I'm fan. Yeah, but, but I understand. But I you. also know that I could, if I want, turn around and sell these tickets and make money. Oh, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. but I just 
you know, you've haven't you ever like the Rolling Stone? I am I am committed, but a panic ticket buyer. You know, oh, I remember the whole Rolling Stones oh, yeah. debacle oh, about when yeah. you were buying oh, yeah. those yeah. on the yeah. air while we now, were that's doing the, the show. Most money I've ever spent. That I think I can't. I can't handle the truth about what I spent on those tickets. You have a false memory about the money that you spent on those. The memory I have is like just how close I was to Mick and how much fun we had. Oh, the mesh. You know, the mesh. Oh, you and I, those seats. I was. You could could see shadows. Yeah, we could see shadows. Yeah, it was super fun. It was close. Oh, can I give a shout out to something that I've been loving in the music world? I mean, if we're in the throwback realm, if you haven't had a chance to listen. To the remastered Beatles album Revolver, put on some headphones, chill out. What did it they do that they, they made it so much better? They remastered it, and all the songs have been newly remixed mm-hmm. by Giles Martin, who's the son of, of uh, yes, of George, George Martin, mm-hmm. exactly. And it just, you you think that you haven't heard it all. Yeah. Well, you haven't. Okay. I mean, it is, it is incredible. And like, if you have somebody for the holiday seasons, you know, they do it up with the with the books right, and the special right. things and this all that stuff. This is something to get then. But this is something to get. But if you have Spotify or Apple Music, you can mm-hmm. just listen to the album. Yeah. I was I was shocked. Really? That something different. new. Well, something okay. new. Well, I mean, it, much like Only the Strong Survive is like shocking because I don't think... Well, we just don't hear Bruce Springsteen do covers, first of all. Yep. We just are so used to him, original, and you know, he might do a riff or something here or there, but he just sounds like so... They're joyful. The joyful singing these songs mm-hmm. that he really likes. So, well, this is going to give people some excitement news. Uh, Garth Brooks was on GMA this morning making what I thought was a pretty big, cool musical announcement. So here he is with... Uh, he got to sit down with everybody. Uh you know, Robin, George. Here's around here. You know him, you love him. Country music superstar. Goth Brooks, it's good to have you, man. Good Welcome. Morning. This is great. In the studio, this is nice. I'm, I love it on this side of the pandemic. People get to hug each other, love each other. I'm in. And look, you've been out there how many? Three plus years touring yeah. worldwide. You look good. How you Thank feeling? Thank you very much. Uh, got through the stadium tour about a month ago. Yeah. And so it's time to do something else now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we're excited. Right? And thanks for the opportunity this morning. Um, going to announce the residency in oh. Vegas. No! no. So this is going to be fun. We're going to stretch it out. He just blurted it. I'm just so excited. It's the Coliseum at Caesars. It's going to be fun. So it's right in the heart of Vegas. And, uh, okay, it's just going to be fun. Good, we'll call it no. And I thought he was going to come back with Chris Gaines. Yeah, I know. No, no, <laughs> no. A Vegas residency fitting and completely natural for an entertainer like Garth Brooks. The fact that he has he done one before? I don't no, think so. No, he never has. He never has. And you know what? He lives right, you know, in Oklahoma, lives practically next door. Just a little They're car They're calling trip. it the plus one tour because he tried to explain that they were going to have... The band is coming, it's a one-man show, and they're going to sit in the audience, so anytime I want a fiddle to come up, I'll just ask my fiddle player to come up, it'll depend on what songs, and I think he's calling it plus one, because I think he's going to invite friends to show up. Well, so geez, I wonder what friends are going to be showing up to his residency. This year would, and yes. you know, whoever else, but I don't know, um... Or he said, or maybe I asked the whole band to come up and we do friends in low places. But I thought, mm-hmm. 
I think people will plan a trip to go see Garth Brooks at Caesars as a family trip, a guy getaway, girlfriend getaway. I mean, he will bring people in. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So he's one of the things that Caesars has been trying to put in place since Adele. Yes. You know, uh, that didn't work Ruin out. That, yeah. 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 TBD. TBD. Still TBD. working on it. I, I believe it happens when Adele gets on that stage been, and completes an entire show. They have a four, they put in a $400,000 voice system. And I thought, well, you know, Celine had a whole big thing built for her. Right. You know, and Mariah probably had a ton of specialized gadgets. Desert for air is hard for us mere mortals after three days. I got a crusty nose and a hacky. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we're not singing. We're not singing. <laughs> we're just yelling, Yahoo, or let's get another one. <laughs> anyway, that's that's the music news we got for you guys. We'll be right back. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 